Hello, hello. You are listening to the On My Own Terms podcast, and I am your host and creator, Brittany Pope. So this episode is going to be about chasing after your dreams on your own terms. Chances are, if you're listening to this, you might not know that much about me. So I want to give you a quick synopsis of the last two and a half years of my life. So at the end of 2015, I moved essentially to California from Atlanta, Georgia. And living in California or being able to call California home has literally been a dream of mine since 2013. That was the first time I visited California and I knew that I had to live here. So, you know, it feels really appropriate in this moment to say that going after your dreams is really difficult. And I think right now we live in a time where it's glamorized as something that's really simple to do. Like, oh, you know, just quit your job or focus all of your time and energy into your dream and it will inevitably happen. And it's didn't happen like that, right? Like sometimes there are situations where a dream might come true exactly as you hoped it would and in exactly the time frame that you hoped it would. For me, this took two and a half years of patience before it happened. And it was really difficult because when you decide that you want something and it for me is as huge as leaving my whole family and moving across the country by myself to live something that felt like a dream like people don't talk about all that stuff and I think it's important to talk about it because it's not I'm not bringing any of what I'm going to say up as a deterrent I just want to be transparent in what it feels like to go after a dream from my perspective on my own terms. Um, So I think when people say that they want to move to California, people think you are moving to California for one of two things. And that's either to make it in entertainment slash Hollywood or to make it in tech. And I didn't want either of those things. I just wanted to live in California because if you haven't been here, oh my God, I'm sure you've seen pictures and you probably have an idea of just how beautiful, how freaking beautiful and amazing and perfect California is, both NorCal and SoCal. And yeah, I'm sure there are parts of the state that I haven't visited or gone to that people might not want to live in, but that's anywhere. So I'm just going to focus on all the positives that California has. So essentially, I said all of that to say that I moved to California for happiness because I wanted it, because I wanted to live here, because I wanted to be a part of this lifestyle. And I've, I've gone a lot of places. I've visited a lot of states. And the one thing that I feel I had in common with a lot of the states that I visited is that I felt like a visitor. I felt like a tourist. I felt like an outsider coming 
or going to a place. Whereas in California, I never felt like that. I got to California and just went straight into the groove of being a Californian, even though I was only there for a weekend. And then when I left California for the first time, and I felt devastated, I realized this goes a lot deeper than just loving California. Something about the state of California is speaking to me on a level that I didn't realize I was sending off frequencies. But then I think about my childhood and my adolescence, and I'm like, it's completely, it makes sense why I want to live here. I mean, let's not even talk about the obsession with Baywatch and Saved by the Bell and Clueless and all these other shows and movies that took place in California. Like, let's, let's not even touch on that. Let's just everything, let's just talk about the fact that a lot of the, I would say, dispositions and approaches to life that I've encountered since moving here, I'm, I'm with it. I really love to be chill. I really love the beach. I really love to be active and in nature. I really love to be adventurous and I really love to have exposure to different cultures and different people and different cuisines. I love to have all of that at my fingertips. And California kind of wraps that up really nice and neatly with a beautiful bow on top. It's, 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 it's great. But anyways, enough about that. I want to stay focused on the fact that moving here was a dream and it was a dream that um, came to be in a very unlikely way. So when I first found out that I would have the ability and the opportunity to move to California um, and still have a job, because I, I was getting to the point where I was so desperate to live here that I just started saving up money and I was just going to do it with or without a job. I was just going to go and figure it out. Um, because I feel like for me, that was another element of it is that when I made this move, I was 25 and um, I just decided, you know what, now's the time. Like if, if I'm going to mess up, if I'm going to like make a huge monumental mistake, now's the time to do it, right? Like I don't have kids. I don't have a family that is depending on me to be stable. I, I got to do this for myself. And see where the chips fall. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But at least I will never have to wonder what if. That to me is like one of the most terrifying things about life is the idea that we can talk ourselves out of doing something and then be haunted with the possibility of what could have happened if we just tried. So that was this whole thing, right? Like, yeah, it was a dream. And in my mind, I felt like it was attainable, but it still felt like really far out. Let's just say that living in California felt like the moon. So from Earth, it kind of feels like the moon is something that you can get to, right? Like it, it doesn't feel that far away. Like you on the ground looking up at the moon at night, you feel like you could get in a plane and make it there. And the reality is, is you can't. Like, it takes a lot of effort and a lot of of power and a lot of skill and a lot of all these things that you don't really think you have to get you to the moon. 
And that's how I saw it. Like, I saw it as this thing that could be, like, it was possible. But, I mean, I wasn't holding my breath. But at the same time, I wasn't letting the fact that it felt semi-impossible keep me from going after it and taking tangible steps to make it a reality, like saving money, like applying for positions out here. So, you know, yes, it felt like a dream. Yes, it felt (laughs) impossible on most days, but I didn't give up on trying to put myself out there and just seeing where I landed. And eventually it paid off. And my goal at first, because, you know, I felt clear that I wanted to be able to spend prolonged periods of time in California. Like, yes, I wanted to move, but I think knowing that I would be leaving my family and my friends was enough for me to just be like, you know what, if I could just be by coastal, that would be dope right? Like, because Atlanta's a happening city. And I, and that's the other thing is I feel like sometimes when, when we go after a dream life, we usually leave a pretty decent life behind. Like, at least I was super fortunate to be able to say that it's not that I had a bad life in Atlanta. Like, I had a badass loft, a great job, awesome coworkers, my freaking dream car, my family, my friends, my health, you know, an ability to have flexibility, right? Like that's, that's not common. That's not everybody's experience. So, you know, I, I'm super grateful for the life that I had in Atlanta. And there were times when I was thinking about like, if I'm going after this dream, is that, and is that me kind of like slapping God in the face? Because the life that I'm living right now in this moment was a dream life. Like when I was in college, going to Georgia State University, but driving and commuting back and forth to school and living in Henry County. It was my freaking dream to live in a loft in downtown Atlanta. And then that came true. It was my dream to own a Jeep Wrangler. And it came true. You know, and I think about like, God, am I being selfish? Am I being greedy right now? Because it's not that I I feel unfulfilled. It's just that I've reached the capacity. I've reached the threshold of this life in this moment with this version of me right now. So I have to go after what I'm seeing as more. And, you know, there's all these different thoughts that come into play. Like, you know, that idea, oh, the grass is always greener on the other side until you get over there and then it ain't. I was like, oh my God, if, if I leave this life in Atlanta that I know I have and is safe and, and secure, what am I stepping into? And one day, (laughs) one day I got to find out and not even that I got to find out. I was presented with the opportunity to find out. It went from the moon feeling like million and millions and millions of miles away to the moon's right here in my face is trying to shake my hand is opening the door and it's like are you coming through or what because I don't have all day so I mean what are you gonna do and I said well thank you for opening the door I'm coming through and by that time I had committed so in the span of like (laughs) 
<laughs> really a month. I, um, so the lease on my loft was up and I gave away, I donated all of my furniture. <laughs> um, I donated so much stuff. I just, I just gave it away because I'm like, I, I was so at that point, I was so committed to the idea that I'm moving to California that I knew that I had to prepare my environment, my immediate environment in such a way that when the opportunity presented itself, because I felt like it would, I knew that it would eventually, that I would be mobile and agile enough to go. So I got rid of everything. My parents were like, Brittany, just put your stuff in storage. Like you spent all this money. Da, da, da. And I'm like, look, I don't want to deal with a storage unit. That's just going to be extra funds. That's going to be extra money that I got to spend when I'm living in California. I'm not taking this stuff to California with me. You know, I'm like, I just got to get rid of it. I got to create this space. And, you know, when people look at your life and they make assumptions about, um, on the surface of what it looks like and how you seem, they don't understand this idea that there's something within you that deep down inside is like, girl, yes, this is great, but you got to go. You got to go. There's more. And I realized throughout all of this that (laughs) everybody doesn't have the courage to go for it. And everyone doesn't always have the means to go for it. So for me, it's kind of like the perfect storm of circumstances that gave me the ability to be able to move at least most of the time. So that's another part of it, right? It's like I wanted 100%, but I would have been happy with 50%. And so I I ended up really being bi-coastal for most of 2016. I was either in, I was going coming and going so much at that point that it, because of work and because of family and friends and, you know, I, I, I couldn't just walk away from that connection a hundred percent. So I was mainly bi-coastal for the first year and for 2017, because of work and being able to work remotely and still travel, it became more like 60, 40, And now I'm thinking of really transitioning to the point where I am 90% or 80, 20% here in California. Um, You know, I've been able to create an amazing life here, but it wasn't without trials and tribulations. And there isn't a day that goes by where, you know, I don't miss elements of my old life. But I think you just get to a point when you're chasing after a dream where you have to just appreciate what you walked away from for everything that it was and for everything that it gave you and for it how, and for how it helped mold you and shape you and get you to this place where you can go after something that means so much to you you know chasing after a dream is not for the faint of heart like there's so much sacrifice so much that you give up so much security usually that you walk away from to go after a dream, a dream that might even, a dream that might not even work out really, you know, just, just to kind of satisfy and satiate this voice in your head, this pulling in your soul, this feeling in your heart that like, if you don't make this move, you're going to die. 
that's what it felt like for me. It really started to feel like life or death. And that's when I understood the enormity of what I was up against. And what I was up against was not just some, you know, Instagram, Tumblr, glamorized life of living in California. Like there was just something that was on a spiritual level that was pulling me out here. And I have a ton of different (laughs) reasons of why I think this happened. Um, I won't go into them, but love, love has found me in such a beautiful and, and amazing way that I, I know that that's part of it. Um, but you know, beyond that, being here has made me grow in ways that I didn't realize I would need to grow in. I, it's again, a different episode. Um, But I feel like when we go after our dreams, our dreams help shape us into who we need to be to get to other dreams. And that was the beauty in this storm for me was recognizing that though I left a really great version of myself and a great life in Atlanta, like I'm even more me than I could have ever hoped to be. I'm in an environment that's, I guess that's what California has helped me realize is how important it is to be, to physically be in an environment that allows you to blossom in the way that you're meant to blossom in. And it, I think that your environment can also expose you to other environments that give you experiences that you need to have in the long run for the goals that you've set for yourself. You know, it's when I think about dreams coming true, it's always interesting, right? Because when you are working towards something, it feels really arduous. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's taxing. Sometimes it's stressful. But either way, you're trudging along one day at a time. And then you acquire these things along the way. And then you take a moment to reflect and you think back on all this other stuff that came to be, you know, and it's like, golly, the fact that all this stuff manifested, the fact that these dreams came to fruition in the way that they did, the fact that some stuff, some shit that really pissed me off in the moment ended up working to my advantage and helping me live this life and live out this dream that I wanted all came together to, to, to work for me. It, oh my God, it just, it blows my mind. And so a lot of times I'm, I encourage people when they are working towards a dream or have a goal or, you know, are, are, are really wanting something to happen to, to kind of just back off of it and let it happen in the way that it's going to happen. Because I think sometimes we can contrive, we can attempt to control and manipulate something so much because we think we're helping it. And in fact, we're actually hindering the manifestation of it, hindering its ability to come into being and come into our life in a way where there's going to be longevity and sustainability. You know, like I think there's this, and I don't like the word balance because I feel like balance doesn't exist, but I feel like there's this, um, perfect, what is the best word here? 
I guess concoction. I'm going to use concoction. I feel like there's this perfect con- perfect concoction of being proactive while also being relaxed, while also having positive expectation that it will come true, while also being a little sad, right? Because stuff usually doesn't come true right away. And there are many times where I cried both before the dream came true and after the dream came true. <laughs> like it, it doesn't just because the dream comes true doesn't mean that the adversity goes away. In fact, the adversity probably amplifies because now that this dream has come true, it demands a better version of you. Uh, and to get to that point of accelerated growth means that either you're going to go through a lot of stuff in a very short period of time or you're going to have seasons of growing pains. And for me, I had a season of growing pains and, you know, a complete, just complete 180 of, of lifestyle. Like for instance, when, when it comes to California, the first thing people say is, why do you want to move there? It's so expensive. (laughs) It's like, yeah, it is expensive, but Come out here and then you'll understand the California tax, as we call it. (laughs) Um, And you just have to be prepared to make these sacrifices. And I feel like that's something that people don't talk about in dreams is like, just for perspective and and 100% transparency, when I was living in Atlanta by myself in downtown with my loft was, I think, probably like 1,250 square feet. It's humongous and beautiful. Oh my God. Gorgeous. It cost me $1,100 a month. When I moved to California, I first was living in, um, like Mountain View, Palo Alto area. I was paying $1,100 a month for a bedroom and a shared bathroom situation. Yes. (laughs) Believe it. That is, that is a total lifestyle change, but one that I was eager and happy to to make because of what it afforded me. It afforded me the ability to be somewhere where I'd always dreamt about being. But no dreams come without casualty and sacrifice and wondering if you made the right decision and wondering if you made the wrong decision and worrying that something's going to happen to it. I think for me, I spent almost a year being terrified that this life that I dreamt of, this life that I loved so much would be ripped from me, like ripped away. And it would be like it never happened. And it terrified me. And since moving here, I've started struggling with anxiety, which is thankfully way better now because of therapy and, and being really proactive and and taking care of my mental health. But there's, there's so much that goes into a dream coming true. You know, I, I feel like I could have several episodes on this, but I wanted to use this episode it's kind of like a feeler to put it out there um, for anybody who's thinking of moving to California or thinking of moving anywhere or thinking of going after a dream that's going to effectively make them walk away from a life that they've cultivated and a life that they love. You know, it's 
I think it's a lot easier to leave something when you're really unhappy. And I can't say that I was unhappy in like the true sense of the word living in Georgia. I just felt hungry, I think is a better word, like hungry for more, hungry for this life that I felt like I should have been living. You know, that is what I felt. And I feel like that's what most people who have dreams feel. I feel like that's what they feel like is it's not that they can't make it where they are. It's just that they don't want to. They want to make it somewhere else. And not everyone has courage for that. And not all circumstances perfectly align for that to happen for everybody. So I think, you know, if you're listening to this and you are presented with the opportunity of going after a dream, I think you need to recognize how special the circumstances are in your life to be able to do that and not negatively impact other people that you love. You know, it's, I think going after dreams and being a human and being a person who, who wants to just... (laughs) live a life that resonates and live a life that makes them happy and, and, and design a life around happiness. It's, it's difficult because it's not, it's not attainable for everyone. And I think it's attainable in different ways. I take that back. So living a life that makes you happy and everything like that, it's attainable in different ways. And sometimes we have to settle. There are many things that I had to settle for in order to live here. Like, in my ideal situation, I wasn't having four roommates, right? Like, that's not ideal, especially coming from being fully self-sufficient and living alone. But, you know, you, you make the concessions where you have to because you understand that it's not permanent. It doesn't have to be permanent. But right now, you've got to find your footing. And when you're chasing after dreams, a lot of it is finding your footing, you know, it's the dream coming true is half the battle. It's it's what you do after the dream comes true that makes it either a dream come true or a dream deferred. So, you know, on that note, I hope that I've put some thoughtful thoughts out there. I hope that this has been insightful in some capacity of of what it means to physically go after something and physically move and leave your home for uncertainty for the absolute unknown. And this is, I guess, a taste, a peek inside of what it means to go after a dream on my own terms. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you'd like to check in with me or have any thoughts to share, feel free to check me out online at brittanypope.com. I will see you in my next episode. Bye.